so privileged to have with us Rada Herring and Jeff Small and I'm Eileen Soison. We are missing Gina Tremarca today. I know, bummer, right? No, where's that girl? She's actually trying to improve her skills. She's actually out at a workshop taking improv, but she wanted me to pass on to the listeners. She'll be back next week, and I'm going to throw out, she's bringing a new martini. She better. I mean, she needs to. I mean, we're running out of choices here, aren't we? Well, Jeff has a unique martini today, um, and Jeff, as our guest, we usually have the guests bring martinis, but I was nice to you today, oh, and I was so appreciative you. of the knowledge you're going to bring to us today, <laughs> so I let you off the hook, but uh, Jeff does not partake in these nasty alcoholic beverages, so instead no. we made him a verve martini, so it's non-alcoholic, so I'm sure his workplace will be happy to know that He's keeping a level head as he <laughs> shares with us his knowledge about Google. But, Rada, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I was going to say, I think you need a martini before you hit Google. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean that whole, the whole SEO, the whole Internet, marketing, all of that, oh, it's a lot of work. That's why we have Jeff. Thank goodness. Yep, that's why you have me. Yes, and uh, Jeff Small is with LHWH Advertising and... Jeff, tell us a little bit what you do so our listeners can see if they want to stay tuned to what you have to offer. All they right. will. I'm, uh, I am the Interactive Development Director over at LHWH Advertising. So anything having to do with interactivity and websites and programming and social media and those types of things, I'm involved in. Those are all the things small businesses just need more knowledge and, about. And, and struggle with. Oh, isn't struggle that the truth? With. I know. So do y'all do SEO work, too? We do do SEO work. We do SEO work and SEM work as well. All right. Now, some of oh. our listeners are probably scratching their Look heads that. saying, I've hey, thrown out the acronyms. I need a martini now. <laughs> what do those acronyms mean? Um, SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. Those are the sort of best practices, technical programming things you can do to your website to make it show up on Google. Something right. we need. Yeah, and but doesn't it change all the time, like the rules that Google has? And well, it does, but, you know, there's a core set of best practices, things that you can do when you're developing or deploying or putting a website out there that will increase your visibility on Google. And, and SEO is really talking about what they call organic search. You mm -hmm. know, when people go to Google and they type in what they're looking for, mm -hmm you want your website to come up if that's the service or product that you offer. Good. Well, what about the SEM? SEM is search engine marketing. All Ooh. right? That's the idea that's of using search engines to market your business. And that, that, that encompasses things like Google AdWords, Mm -hmm. Right. So if we're talking about organic search is the way that you show up when somebody searches on Google, a lot of times if you go to Google and you type in a search phrase, for instance, and you look at the top or the right-hand side, you'll see some paid advertisements. Yes, yes, yes. Pay-per-click. You may have heard of pay-per-click mm -hmm. before. Those are all under the search engine marketing sphere of influence. Those are the things that you talk about. A whole other language, a whole other beast, if you will. Well, one of them, a good way of looking at it is one of them is essentially free. Okay? Search SEO search engine optimization, making your website come up for those phrases and keywords and things like that is really sort of non-paid, I guess is a better way of looking okay, at it. Okay, that's not a good way to describe that. Non-paid. Unless you get paid by the hour. Unless you get paid by the hour. <laughs> but search engine marketing is paid. You know, you're paying to 
for people to click on these. And, it, and it's pay-per-click. So remember that you don't pay for impressions. You're actually paying when someone clicks on the ad. So you better have a darn good website. Because when they click on that, they've got to come to something that, that was worth their time there. Yeah. That's a great that's a great segue into a, a sort of where the marketing and the strategy comes into to play is that, you know, you have to sort of think through this entire process of, you know, if I'm going to spend money to get people to my website, how am I going to convert them in the best possible way? You have to start backwards and say, what am I hoping to convert them to do? Am I getting them to subscribe to something, sign up for something, register for something, purchase something. Well, let me ask you a question since we've got the Google expert here. I, I spend a lot of time, energy, and money on internet marketing. Okay. okay. So one of the things we've been talking about is when you do a Google AdWords, or that's what it's called, right? The mm -hmm. pay-per-click thing, right? Mm -hmm. And you, my husband and I, my husband does my IT stuff for my website. So we've been talking about this whole, if you go on Google AdWords and you do the pay-per-click, is it better to have them come to your homepage of your website, or is it better for them to link over to, like, let's say, a sign-up page or, oh, or a service server? That's a really good like question. That. See, that's part of the strategic thought process behind marketing. The SEM portion of it implies a certain level of thinking about what you're doing, and and I always like to think about working backwards. You know, if my goal is to get welcome them, welcome to the world of Jeff Small, right? <laughs> If you're, for instance, if you're trying to get them to subscribe to something, uh -huh. it makes sense to have the subscription process be well thought out and be the primary landing page that you would come to when you clicked on an ad. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to sell a product, perhaps you want to drive them to a specific page in your shopping cart for the product. You, right. you may you may offer a range of products. You know, you may offer, let's say, for instance, coffee mugs, mouse pads, T-shirts. And let's say you were doing pay-per-click buys and looking for people that were searching for coffee mugs. Okay. And then when they click on the link, you don't want them to go to your homepage showing that you sell a bunch of things. You might want to drive them straight to a product You don't want to lose them page. as they are still looking. Right, because one of the main things that you're looking for is, is relevancy. Mm -hmm. You know, you're looking to be the most relevant result that comes up when somebody searches, you know, and somebody clicks on something. If I'm searching for, you know, custom mouse pads or mouse pads with pictures of something, boats or something on them, you know, and that's what you sell, take me to the page that shows me those products as soon as I click the link. So to answer your question, the more targeted the landing page, the more success you're going to have converting people to whatever your goal is. Right, because you're paying per click. Per click. And so, you're right. And they're clicking. Mm -hmm. And we're getting just charged. Assume, right, that you're getting yeah. charged. They can they can click and then decide, well, that's not really what I wanted, and then they're gone. We tried it for a while, and it was just like, okay, clearly we need to revamp our marketing strategy because we paid for all these clicks. People clicked on it because it was interesting, but when they got there, they I guess they didn't sign up. So you're seeing... Hmm. In, in Google, they call this, um, if you have analytics on your website, Google provides a, a set of analytic tools that you can put on your website that will track visits and hits. and Just giving you your reports Giving you your reports and everything. And one of the things that they, um, that they have are exit pages. You know, if mm -hmm. people um, get to your page and they leave, you know, you have a, you have a high bounce rate, they mm -hmm. call it. 
So if you're, if you're looking at your results from your pay-per-click and you're seeing a really high bounce rate, that mm-hmm. means they're getting to your page and deciding, no, I don't really like that, and I'm gone. You know, you're looking to lower your bounce rate. Right. Eileen, do you do all this yourself on your free time? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is why this is why I and how I've come to know that Jeff is so good at this because he sees me make that funny I don't know what I'm doing face uh-huh. and Jeff says it's not that hard let me help you. And then he starts talking the lingo and then I start but, I talk slow. Your, but then I, your head spins more. Yes, and then I, I have five more questions <laughs> from the one question that I asked, but that's why I thought it would be so great for other small businesses to learn more. And, and Jeff talked about relevancy. A question I have is, we've always known about Google. Google's been there as like a search engine. Mm-hmm. But now Google's the it thing as far as, you know, Jeff was just teaching us about Google Reader and all the Google apps and even me looking for a cell phone now. I'm like, oh, which cell phone is compatible with Google? Right. Where did this come from? Why is Google now more, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just... Ubiquitous? I hope it's not a trend, you know. I, I think they're ubiquitous. I think they've done a really good job. Can you define of, that for the layman? <laughs> they, they're everywhere. I mean, they've, yes. done, a, they've a, done a great job of, of permeating all aspects of that online experience. I'll give you a great example. YouTube. You know, Google mm-hmm. owns YouTube. Yeah. That's a great, you know, I, I read a statistics once, and I don't, I don't know exactly what it is verbatim, but I read that it was the number two or number three search engine. YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. is. Oh, gosh. Wow. Well, people, I believe people, it. Right. Yeah, people I going it. to YouTube and putting in how every do I... Every age, every right. demographic will go to YouTube for right. some reason. And can I tell you, I have become a YouTube person. See? I never, in the last six months, I have. I never I was I never would have gone to YouTube because I'm like, okay, who are all these people that have all this time to be looking at videos? But now what's happened is I'll have... Um, for my clients in real estate, they'll say to me, hey, listen, I want to... Will you go take a video of this unit? So now I'm like, okay, what's the best way for me to send this video right. to my client? YouTube. YouTube. Mm-hmm. Right. My husband will even use it for non-work-related things, i.e. needed to fix something on our neighbor's car. YouTube's how to do something with a transmission. Right. right. And oh, there's yeah. someone showing him. And my husband would never use YouTube for anything you, else. Your hubby needs to call mine because okay. <laughs> he, he does the same thing. He gets on YouTube when he um, – we have two sobs. So my husband's like, well, I want to figure out if some gadget will make this all work. So he went on YouTube and then um, pulled some part out of my sob, put it in his sob, so that he knew what part to order and all this on YouTube. Giving us answers, giving us solutions. Right, Using technology. And using video to do it. So you're seeing the solution right there in front of you. It's amazing where we've come. And thank God we have someone like... Jeff with us today uh, to kind of oh, shed got, a little more I've got more some light. more questions for you, Jeff. I know. We're actually <laughs> coming up to a break pretty soon. So if you have questions out there, listeners, we want to know what, them, what they are because Rod and I can't answer them, but Jeff can. <laughs> <laughs> so please chat in, call in, 914-338-1186. We would love to hear from you. And we will see you when we get back from the break. Love the martini shaker sound. Jeff, what do you think about that? Do you like it? Yes, I got my um, ovary waiver today. What, so what about the girl music? you like all that too? 
Well, that's what I was saying. I, I got a, an ovary waiver. So I'm <laughs> Speaking of girl music, did you know, Eileen, you might be interested in this, as, as do all of our maybe 30-something women out there, Cindy Lauper is actually going to be in concert here. Really? Gina would love that. <laughs> yeah. In fact, she Gina might that. sing. Jeff, just so you know, Gina likes to sing when we come back from break. <laughs> and unfortunately, our listeners sometimes have to listen to that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so now that we know that Cindy Lauper could be coming in, Girls Just Want to Have Fun might be the song that she I makes Dustin put on. And I think it'd be Dustin will cool apologize ahead of time. We ought to try to get her in here. <gasps> Wouldn't that Ooh, be I a like coup? the way you think. Wouldn't that be interesting? Seth Godin, just shoot her an email. <laughs> just shoot her an email. What, the power of the ask? Exactly, the power of the ask. Yeah. That is what I'm learning about recently through yeah. a few of my friends. Uh, you know David Powers. Uh-huh. Uh, he just had the gall to say, hmm, dear Seth, would you be interested in getting together while I'm at Catalyst, which is a, a conference in Atlanta? Uh -huh. He wrote David back and said, you know, I'm busy that day, but when can we get together at another time on the phone? Mm -hmm. Then David said, well, if it worked with one, one person that I look up to, let's try Daniel Pink, who is the author of the book Drive. Yeah. Right. Daniel actually put together a meeting last Friday. You are kidding. I kid you not. Oh, my god. So gosh. I am so inspired now that I am sending a letter, a so phone call to John Maxwell, who's... My goal model in life. That is. Well, who you I should look start small with Cindy Lauper. You should. You should no, but see, it's Cindy out of Lauper, <laughs> John Maxwell. It's out of, but it's out in the universe now, Eileen. It's out in the universe. So, Isn't it I think one, I think one of us needs to call her up and find out if she'll come in here. That I sounds think that'd like be you're great. volunteering. Yeah, I'll call her. Corporate right. America. I think it's a great deal. <laughs> great, run with it. Looks <laughs> great. Run with it's it. It's the power of the ass. Yes. Right? You should own that All idea. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. Ron, I'll be following up with you in a week okay. to see how that task is coming along. Okay. <laughs> I love hey, it, though. it doesn't hurt to ask, right? right. No, it doesn't. Hey, Never she did know. Celebrity Apprentice. That's Celebrity right. Apprentice, the martini meeting. It's where everybody goes after right. Celebrity right. Apprentice. She come in here. Yeah, what's she going to do before she gets ready to sing at House of Blues? I mean, she, you know, she might have some time. She might come here. Never Pump know. her with a couple martinis. <laughs> <laughs> Get her ready to go. We would love that. Well, that was, would be a fantastic idea, so we will... Uh, I'll, uh, I'll ask. I can't make any promises. All right. She might have Google questions, so, mm -hmm. I mean, we'll have to maybe take some notes from today and pass that on to good old Sunday <laughs> Lopper. I'm sure she's got people to do that, though. Yeah. I'll tune into the chat. Yeah, please do. Make sure that... Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have people to do that. We have to mm -hmm. do it ourselves, such as our social media, our social marketing, uh, websites, updating our website. I'm actually in the process of that, and I'm so excited, and my voice does go up like that on purpose. <laughs> my website's a little old and dated, and... I cannot wait to have When's a new When's your website. new one coming up? Hopefully very soon. <laughs> oh. Hopefully very soon. We're actually in the process of moving some things over and uh, really excited just having a new look. We want to put a blog on it. That was actually the motivator to create more of a interactive website. And so knowing that that's what Jeff does, I actually asked him as a friend, I'm like, hey, can I bounce some ideas off you? What do you think about this? And he was just so nice to share. And like a typical man, I said, no, 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 step aside and let me help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> and as any smart businesswoman, she complies. Right. <laughs> I said, no, you're not doing that right. Let me do that. Never. Good. I'll work on a different project while you work on this one. All right. So as, as this whole new website is coming into play, I have 20 more questions as it comes about. And mm -hmm. that's kind of where it came up with the Google and all of these other questions and what in the world is, what, what don't I know? You know, that question of what don't I Can know? I tell you all my, my favorite Google thing? Do tell. It is 
Well, we I'm sure know. Jeff knows. It's Google Voice. Oh, Y'all ever been to Google yes. Voice? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, tell us what it is. Can I just tell you, it has changed my life. It really? is It is that powerful of a now, product. The last time Rada told me about a certain service product, it was the lovely thing where you could call somebody and they don't know that you're calling. Oh. What was that called, Rada? Oh, I don't know if I want to tell everybody <laughs> about that. Come on. This is where you heard about that thing? All right, you know what? We'll do this, Rada. Don't uh -huh. tell them. Okay, I won't. We'll see who emails in or calls uh -huh. in or chats in to uh -huh. find out it is the slyest right. little thing I've ever heard of. Uh-huh. It, well, actually, that is really... Is this the one that goes straight into voicemail? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, that one's awesome. But <laughs> the, uh, the Google Voice, for yeah. those of y'all who don't know what Google Voice is, I don't know what it is. Tell knows. me. So uh, tell, tell everybody about it. It's actually similar to Skype. It's It, uh, it allows... Okay. It, it, you can get a customized phone number. I actually have... Um, what is my Google Voice phone number? It's nine... <laughs> do you want everyone to call you right now? I don't mind. Okay. It's, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, he is married. <laughs> yes. And, um, you can get a customized number. I think mine's 916-91-JEFF-S or something like that. If you, I have a website, Rocket Ship to Planet Jeff, that I've set up. And uh, on my contact form, I've got my Google Voice phone number. And you can text for free. So what's the difference with the Google Voice? It, what what like, does it do? For business, the way we use it is, for those of you out here who are listening who have multiple businesses, or let's say you're doing multiple marketing. I was okay? just going to say, you're appealing right. to different you're markets. You're appealing to different mean? markets. And let's say you market in Charlotte. You market in Myrtle Beach or wherever. You can have a different Google Voice number that all rings to the same number. So it's, oh yeah, did I mention it's free? Mm -hmm. That's the best part. It is free. This, this it's a number free phone is, number. It's a free phone number that allows you to put uh, to let's say, let's say you have like for instance in our real estate business we market in different areas so if we if we in Charlotte we have a Google Voice number that is something different than our main office number but that Google Voice number is a 704 so we want a 704 number in Charlotte it rings to our Myrtle Beach number and we can tell that the person calling in the prospective buyer because we're appealing to a real estate buyers. We we can see oh this is a Charlotte buyer coming in off of our Charlotte Observer ad Ooh. right and so you can have multiple Google numbers for your multiple businesses or multiple marketing methods it's free and it's easy and all of it is is when you log into your Google account mm -hmm. you can see all of that when you just log into into your and Google that's where account. you set it up right through your Google account right mm -hmm. like we were saying you have your Google account is your Google account if you have a username and a password for Gmail. You have a Google account. You so can use, you can go in and set up these type of features and you can apps. Go set up, you can go set up Google Apps. You can go set up Analytics. You can set up AdWords. You can set up YouTube accounts. You can set up Google Voice accounts. Wow. But right yeah. now you have to, you still, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you still have to be invited. So. No, actually they've opened up Google Voice in the oh. last month or so. Okay, well then why was it that you needed to be invited? Why was that? In the, in the beginning, a lot of times Google rolls out uh, products incrementally, and they'll do invitation-only rollouts. Mm -hmm. So they'll roll out things like Go like Gmail was invitation-only for a while, and the only way you could get on Gmail was if somebody who was already on Gmail had sent you an invitation to join Gmail. They did the same thing with Buzz, you know, their okay. their version of a social network, or, yeah. and then uh, they did the same thing with Google Voice, and I believe they just now recently it's open. now it's open. But so you, you, you really should hurry because they they open it for like a month and then they close it. Mm. But what's also cool about it is like you have a personalized Google Voice number, and right. one of my numbers I won't tell you the whole number, but one of my numbers <laughs> ends in open. 
Right. It, it's for real estate, and it just says blah, 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 dash open, so O-P-E-N. So you can go in there and type in whatever. You can very easily search to see if they have, you know, 222, you know, Jeff Wan. Right. Or whatever. Very. I, I, see, I learned something. I actually just did a search amazing. for Jeff S., and they showed me a whole range of numbers that fit with the Jeff S., and I just got to pick one. Oh. Like, for, like for you, it'd be cool if you could get something with team in it. Right, or right. Train, uh, or, train or yeah, something like that. Meet, mm-hmm. meeting. Meet, yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I bet you our listeners are loving all this new information. This is great. And we actually have one listener, two listeners now, that says, okay, I want to know what this <laughs> secret is. Oh, no, I don't want to tell everybody. Um, all right. They want to know, Rada. They want to know. Tell, I'll tell only the listeners of this And, and listeners, keep this for yourself because yes. it is that good. Please don't tell everyone because if you do, then it really won't work. Work. Um, <laughs> basically, one of the things I found out last year is there's this, there's this company on the web called Sly Dial. Google it, everybody, because it will change your life. It is perfect for the people, like, for some, you know, for those of you who, like, if you have clients that, let's say, or your sister or your mom who <laughs> wants to talk your ear off, uh, like, you know, and you, need, you just need to Or you to just quickly, need to do that courtesy call. You just need to do a quick update. Like, I just want to call you real quick and give you an update on where we stand on a project or, hey, we're going to meet there at 8. You just dial, basically, 267 slide dial, and it'll say, please enter the number you would like to dial. And then you enter the number of the person you're trying to call. And it rolls right into their voicemail. Their phone never rings. It never shows missed call. It rolls right into <laughs> their voicemail. You're shaking your head because... <laughs> <laughs> Have you been slide-dialed, Eileen? Not that I know of. <laughs> That's the kicker. Not that I know of. Right. I didn't even know about this. Right. So Rada shared with me this sly device. I thought it was brilliant. She was telling me about it and going... Can you believe they do this? Can you believe that? But it is so, like, well, if you go to the website, the way they market it is beautiful because they talk about... And it's about, free, right? Let's say you need to break up with somebody. Just slide dial them. Or perhaps you've got the client that will talk your ear off. Just slide dial them. And I was like, God, I love these people. And it resonates, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I just love Straight that. to voicemail. I love Isn't it. Isn't that brilliant? Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting up for the, I mean, like, I haven't had time since since we've been so busy. I haven't had time to go out there and, because a lot of times I'll spend time just going out there to seeing what's new and hot. I haven't had time to do that, so Luckily maybe Jeff, Jeff can tell You know, us one of the other cool things about Google Voice that I like is that if you get a Google Voice account, it actually is a full-featured phone number that includes text messaging and instant, you know, SMS and text stuff. And one of the great features about it is if somebody calls your Google Voice number, and they leave a voicemail, it will transcribe the voicemail and send it to you as a text message. Oh yeah. Oh that's cool. right. So mm-hmm. you get a little you get a little text message letting you know that somebody just left a voicemail and it transcribes the voicemail for you. So and when sends you're it in a meeting a, and perhaps you exactly, can't really check exactly. the actual voicemail, it mm-hmm. goes right to there. You can be sly is our new word and right. look underneath the table. And, and and the transcription is horrible by the way. I'm not even gonna really? yeah, I'm not gonna pretend that it's great transcription. So it's actually sometimes funnier to read the transcribed text messages that you get and then go back and listen to the text message and just see how badly it was transcribed. But it still does it to you. It still lets you know that you got a voicemail and, and attempts to sort of send you what the voicemail was in a text message. It's really useful. 
Yeah, and also, like, I know my sister has used it when, um, if your phone dies. You know, like, if you, right. if you don't charge your cell phone or you're traveling, like, I know Eileen travels quite a bit. When you're in the, on the road and your phone doesn't work or you didn't charge it, you can at least, if you fire up your laptop, you can listen, you can what read all your, you can I just read your messages. I can't tell you how many times with traveling, exactly mm-hmm. like you said, phone goes dead. Mm-hmm. Right. You forgot to charge it. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Just well, that's Perfect. Perfect. Otherwise, you have to sit in the airport right next to the one receptacle, you know, in the whole Gate C corridor. <laughs> Fighting with Been the there, other people that. that are doing the same thing. And you don't want to leave the receptacle because your phone is right there. And, and you, you never want to make eye contact with never, the guy. Who's, there's the guy who's always standing there waiting for you to get up and leave, and you never want to <laughs> make eye contact with those of you who travel, I go through Charlotte all the time. It's the white rocking chairs. And right. I yes. have my white rocking chair that I like. Yep. Is and it next to the res- the power? Yes, and right across <laughs> from where the piano guy is. Mm-hmm. So I know my spot. And if someone's there, I give them the stink eye to try and get them out. So uh-huh. that might be a great thing when I do you not have, have my phone charge. I don't want to see so your stink eye. So t- <laughs> That's an evil stink eye, I bet. It's a good thing uh, this is a radio show and not right. a TV show, or else you actually would be seeing it right now. <laughs> All right, well, unfortunately, we have to go to break right now, but... Don't leave us. We will be back with more with Rada and Jeff and myself, Eileen. Thank you. Bake it up. Pour yourself a drink if you need it. Already did it. <laughs> Love it. I know. What do you think of the apple apple teenies? You were so right about these. This box apple teeny thing? Never awesome. diss the box. Love it. The box wine, the box martinis have come a long way. It Wait really a minute. You're, you're telling me that shaker sound isn't real? That's, that I'm just, no, <laughs> no, what's more embarrassing? What's more embarrassing that that's not real <laughs> is for the first two weeks, it was real. <laughs> and as I'm getting an arm workout going, yeah, this is so not me. We um, asked, does anyone have the sound effect? And Petra was the godsend who actually was nice enough to send that to us and Dustin hooked it up and now I don't actually have to do that actual shake 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 yeah because it ma- now I just messy. pour 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 uh-huh. <laughs> and then pour more in there to pour more out see this is the method to our madness Jeff aren't you glad you joined us <laughs> I'm glad I joined you will you ever come back uh no I don't think <laughs> I will <laughs> you a a makeshift martini yeah Uh it's not bad there's a lot of energy packed into this little can oh okay and and tell me what you're saying about the shake what does it say it says well it says what is it where where did it say on here pour gently or shake tumble tumble gently before (laughs) serving and this is a verve martini for any of you who knows about three a day don't drink if you're pregnant have a medical condition (laughs) or and it is non-alcoholic people right Well, you're not, you know, they say you're not supposed to drink coffee if you're pregnant, so I'm sure that has a little... Right. Caffeine, one a day. Right? Right. One yeah. a day. Yeah. One a day. Yeah, one a day. Who ever heard of that? Oh. A crazy go. thing called moderation. Yeah. <laughs> That's just crazy talk. You're not, you're, not <laughs> bouncing off the, you're not bouncing off your chair yet, though. Um, this is Jeff normally. Yeah, my uh-huh. leg is actually moving pretty quickly here <laughs> underneath this. 
I'm actually sort of. He's getting jittery. Yeah, I'm sort of getting a little bit jittery here. That's why I was saying, you know, I'm, I'm at this point. I think my work would probably have me drink rather than go back a little <laughs> yeah. bit more energized than I already yeah, seriously. am. Seriously, right. they'll be like, calm down. Right. Run around the parking lot a few times until you're calm and get it all out of you, that and then you can come pep. back to work. That probably pep you up, though. Some people, you know, when you run, you oh. get more energy. Do I need to be pepped up? Do oh, I need gosh, to be no. any more energetic? That's like when people say to me, "Oh, you don't drink coffee." <laughs> and I have to respond with the, have you met me? <laughs> Would you really want me to drink coffee? Let's no. try it one time. Let's just see. Oh my gosh, I'd be like day. a, mm. I'd need a straight jacket by the end of that. No, I need coffee every day. Really? Every day I drink a cup. That, but that's corporate America training. You know, you have to have a cup of coffee in corporate America, so it's just translated into business now. Yeah, I figure I've made it this long in life without drinking coffee. And it wasn't for lack of trying. In college... I tried the coffee ice cream, coffee candy to like the taste. It's the taste I don't like. Really? But I love the smell. Like, I like going into a coffee shop and uh -huh. smelling it getting ground up. And oh, But no, the taste is not. Again, I'll stick with the martinis. You go ahead. They seem to do me well. <laughs> so. I'm looking here at the list of Google products, and I'm actually pretty astonished. There's a lot here that we will never, ever get to talk about or discuss. Well, tell us some of the hot ones that we don't know about. Yeah, well, everybody knows. Well, I don't, well, don't say course, everybody. I can't mm -hmm. say as soon the as the person sitting across as soon as the words left my mouth, I realized you know <laughs> everybody in my bubble. <laughs> okay, get out of the SEO bubble. Right, exactly. <laughs> Blogger, come down to our level. Blogger is a product that uh, Google owns, so a, a real quick, free way for you to set up a blog is to set one up on Google, on blogger.com. Um, Google Calendar is, I believe, probably one of the most useful applications, you know, especially if you're going to collaborate and share calendars and do things with mm -hmm. calendars. Uh, you know, another good use for calendars is, uh, we talked about this a little bit last night, was creating a calendar and then putting events on your calendar and sharing it on your blog. Yes. You know, your, your calendar, if it's a Google calendar, it makes what's called an RSS feed. So it, it'll, RSS is a form of syndicating content. It syndicates it and makes it available to a bunch of different services. And Google's really good about taking content that it creates and syndicating it. So as you're creating a calendar, you're creating content that's available for syndication, which means you can have a blog in another location and pull your calendar and display events on your blog that, that or your website. That sounds like Gina all well, over Well, I was that. just going to say, Gina does exactly. use that. And she what does? she does, she uses her calendar in between for her players so they know oh, what their okay. staff schedule is. Mm -hmm. When they have to work, when there's a show, when a show's been canceled, or if she has corporate training, she puts it on her Google Calendar. We're actually hmm. doing that now with our interns so that I know when her school schedule is. Oh, okay. So that way she can put her schedule on. I can let her know when training events are. So she knows basically when she can use a more flex time schedule and when she actually needs to show up at the office. So you did get your intern. We did. Really Thank good. you, Rada. Yeah, you were using Calendar last night for her schedule. Yes. Yes, they were. But is it private? Like, I wouldn't want everyone to see mine. You can set. There's There are, there are such terrific levels of privacy and sharing that you can do with that. You can have a calendar that's all yours and isn't available to anyone. And then you can have a calendar, for instance, I'll give you a great example. Um, my wife and I... I was just going to ask for you to share that right, because right? I think people in small businesses who have wives, spouses that are somehow involved or with mm -hmm. kids, right. it's a great idea. Um, my wife and I uh, keep track of our joint bills in a calendar that we both share. I've got a calendar and I shared it just with her email. 
Okay. So she logs into her Google account and she can see the calendar of when bills are due and how much they are and we keep a running calendar of, oh, of uh, to manage and our appointments. Don't you say and you guys have appointments right, so right. that Jeff so won't she, schedule something? Right. If she puts a, an appointment in or has something that she needs to do, she can put it on a calendar that shows up on my calendar, which is of course linked to my cell phone, which shows up in my cell phone. So you can because see this it's where, look, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's where Jeff. It's in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hot new word. Do you want uh, to explain what the yeah, cloud is in I, a little bit? I do, and I have a great story about that. Um, <laughs> I have a, a a really good story that I think illustrates the power of what what uh, one of the buzzwords today in computing is cloud computing. It's putting stuff on the cloud, and a lot of people are sort of struggling with what that means. And uh, I'll give you a great example. When my wife and I had our first child, we realized that gone were the days of film. We know, uh, and I'm sure like everybody, at at a certain point in your life, you realize, I'm not taking pictures anymore. I'm not taking film, and I don't have negatives. And if there were a fire, okay, if there were were a fire, uh, ten years ago, we would be talking about grabbing the negatives and the family photos, and you grab that family photo album if there's a hurricane or a fire or something like that. But today, you would grab your CDs, or you would grab, you know, you your hard drive. Your hard drive, exactly. So the one thing that I noticed was, um, and I'm sure both of you are, are listeners have experienced this, you go to put a CD in and it can't read from the CD and mm-hmm. you're sure that those files or images or whatever you put on the CD, the CDs get old or they have a shelf oh, yeah. life. Right, they it's have like a renting a movie from Redbox. Right, exactly. And um, uh, hard drives are notorious for failing. You know, so every time we looked at, okay, we're not taking film anymore. We're taking digital pictures. And um, I don't feel comfortable burning multiple copies of a CD or DVD Mm -hmm. because, um, or putting them on a hard drive because, let's face it, lightning strikes, flood, fire, hurricane, any of these things that can damage a, a hard drive or damage a CD can render it useless, you know, in a flash. So we were looking for ways to store our family photos in and we started looking at Flickr. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So we we had been using the free Flickr accounts and hadn't really sort of dug into Flickr all that much, but then we realized that for $24, $25, $24.95 a year for a year. Cheaper than you would pay for CDs cheaper or a than hard you, drive. Right, cheaper than a hard drive or CDs. For $24.95 a year, you get unlimited storage on their cloud. Wow. So... You start to move all of your family photos out of your house. Yeah. So you're no longer are you now tethered to the earthly hard drive or the DVD or the CD, and now you're moving your photos off of your property. Now on Flickr, when you, I love Flickr. For those of y'all now who haven't used it, do you use that a lot for the real I, estate business? No, I use it. Well, when we put our marketing pieces together. So, for instance, like well, when we put our mar- we we wanted a good picture of the ocean. Okay, right. and so we spent a whole afternoon one day going through. That's a tough of day at the office. Right. Tough day at the office, Rada. Oh, it is a <laughs> tough day, man. I mean, you, can I just tell you that when you, I just I challenge you to go out there to Flickr and type in ocean or sand or beach scene, there will be like a million pictures, and then you look at the pictures and they don't look like our beach. Right? Because, you know, you've got black sand, pink sand, whatever, mm-hmm. all over the world. And the palm trees aren't the same. And so try to go out there and find a picture of the Atlantic Ocean from the right the exact angle. Anyway, it took us all afternoon. 
But where I'm going with this question on Flickr is those pictures are public. Like right. I could, the ones that are public, I could take those pictures. I'm assuming there's some privacy to your photos. Oh, all, all of these services that we're talking about are extremely private to the point, you know, you have control over all of their privacy settings. That's one of the things about the cloud and one of the things about these Google apps. You know, if we're talking about Google Documents, if we're talking about Google Calendars, if we're talking about even YouTube videos and Flickr accounts and Picasa photo accounts and things like this, you can restrict the privacy on all of those things. You could actually have a YouTube account where you're uploading all of your video but not sharing it with the rest of the world. And you can do the same thing on Flickr. And our Flickr account is actually, you know, really restricted. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're really restrictive about, you know, publishing photos of our kids online and right. publishing photos of our family. And our Flickr account is really locked down in terms of there's probably only less than half a dozen people that can get into it and, and actually see our photos that we share. Gotcha. So we store um, all of the high-resolution originals on the cloud. So we don't ever have to worry about... And you feel 100% comfortable 100% with that. 100% comfortable because they're responsible for backing it up and they're responsible for creating all of those backups and we'll never lose our data now. If, mm -hmm. if so now our listeners have some homework to do mm -hmm. and uh, go ahead and move forward with that. I know we have to go to a break here soon, but real quick before we go, speaking about privacy... I'd like for you when we come back to just address with Facebook because that was something I did not know till you and I met at one of our Books a Million All meetings right. was about the whole Facebook and privacy and how they have gone in and certain settings that we had set before mm -hmm. are no longer there. And I was shocked and surprised. So it's less private? Oh, my. Jeff showed me this amazing diagram that showed where it is no longer private and oh. things are just and well. that to me was I had he gave me homework okay I so hear I want to share that with our listeners so that they can see a little bit more about protecting their information and intellectual property that oh they gosh. put on Facebook so Jeff would you be willing to do you that when we get back it. not a problem awesome well we are going to break we hope to uh, have all of you back don't forget call in and chat thank you Again, a pile I, of questions while we were gone. Poor Jeff. If, if you're watching the video, you're probably seeing us just going. <laughs> so we're we're asking Jeff questions off the air. We want to share them with you, but uh, we want to ask about the Facebook because I know Jeff. That was something when you and I met. I was blown away at how much information was now being or could be viewed that I never thought would be viewed on my own personal or business Facebook page. So right. could you talk about that just to let people know so that they can go in and yeah. do their homework? Well, I, you were asking me earlier um, where all of these privacy changes originate from and what's the, what's the reason behind all of these. And a lot of it goes back to the idea of generating income for Facebook. Um, Facebook doesn't have a whole lot of revenue generation and they rely on, they actually rely on your content that you're uploading to create value for Facebook. Facebook's value is really derived from the sum total of information that its users are creating and sharing. Mm -hmm. So the more of that that they can make available to advertisers and marketers and the internet and search engines and things like that, the more revenue for Facebook. Makes sense. Right. Of course. Of Everyone's got to make money. Right, right. So one of the things that Facebook did that was very strategic is they entered into an agreement with Google to have Google start indexing their information. 
And so when you say indexing? That means that when you uh, search for things in Google, Facebook is now a part of that search universe. So they're oh, considered yeah. as part of that? Right. And, and, okay. and for a long time, Facebook was a closed network. Facebook wasn't, you know, information that you shared on Facebook, as we were seeing in this infographic mm -hmm. I was sharing. In early 2005 or in 2005, all of your information was available just between you, your friends, and your network. And slowly over time, they've expanded that. So information is available now to all Facebook users. And then it became um, uh, viewable to the entire Internet. And then that makes it available to Google to index, to show when, up in searches. When did, they do, when did they come into this agreement with Google to do this index thing? Uh, it was, I believe, last year. It okay. was at the end of last year, so I think. This just so this happened. is recent. So people yeah. probably don't know about this. So right now, Jeff, on a Facebook page... What can you see of people's likes, information? You know, that is, that is such a hard question for me to answer because my Facebook page is actually so locked down that I'm not really sure. Because you went in and manually right. clicked off where right. you want certain information shared or not shared. Exactly. And where do people go to do that to see exactly where their settings are? Mm -hmm. If you go to the right-hand side of your home page, you'll see the Accounts tab. And if you click on the Accounts tab, you can click on Privacy Settings, and that'll bring up your personal privacy settings, and that'll allow you to share things with your friends or decide what you're sharing, basically, you know, what you're going to share. Now, when I did my Facebook page, mine is completely locked down, too. Mm -hmm. It's complete. I, I don't, I've even disabled my wall. And right. I get a lot of people who will say, I can't write on your wall. I'm like, right. purposefully done. <laughs> Um. <laughs> but, you, know, you, can, you, you have control to delete those things as well. So I, I actually let people write on my wall, but I'm almost fanatical about deleting Crazy. posts. Right, I do. I delete posts. You'll go, I'll go in and write something on Jess. I'll go back the next day. Gone. Like right. I never wrote it. Well, that's why I disabled my wall. <laughs> right. Because I just, you just never know. I have a lot of great friends, but some of them are <laughs> renegades. You know. So Jeff, is right. that the subtle hint to me? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I, I do that. Clean. Come on. I actually had a friend complain on my wall about that. You know, a friend of mine said, "Could you please leave things on your wall for at least 24 hours?" And I said, "Okay, I'll, I'll leave them up there for." That's my new rule. Okay. Now, so I'll leave things up there for 24 hours before oh, I delete man. things. Oh man. So tough. if we, if I went in in the beginning and and locked down my Facebook with the ultimate privacy settings. Nothing should have changed. Oh, that's oh. not true. Oh, that's not that true. That was the shocker. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? So I need to go in there and check now? You yes. need to go in there and check again. Because yep. what you originally set up, they have now released. What? Yes. Yep. Things I that I had checked off originally. So, now so I could I could now have a wall, and I just don't even know about it. Well, it's maybe not, not a wall, but other things <laughs> right, might be right, being I shown think, or know, could be shown. Right, and one of the things that I think was really striking a nerve with people was sharing their friends list with people. People, oh. that was one of the things that I believe you and I noticed yes. was that when when you're not logged in, and I was looking at your page, I could see who your friends were, and you weren't comfortable with that. It's, but, and I that's don't necessarily want the opinions of my friends. God right. love them. To always, what if it's someone for business? looking right. at mine and you just want to kind of filter out right and you can never control who shows up in that right. little picture list so you know your business contacts are looking you up on Facebook and they see your best friend from college who's got the topless photo of them with their arms above their head and so okay, that, that, that was a hypothetical <laughs> example more or less okay Dustin's getting really excited and now going to the Facebook page that was a hypothetical example no but I, I know what he's what he means it's like right. okay I know this is this sounds crazy but you know when once you're on Facebook and you get everybody and their brother that that's active that trying to build their friend base will want you hey well, you know friend request 
there are some people, of course, I don't know who the heck they are, mm-hmm. right? And then what what absolutely trips me up is when their photo is something crazy like right. this. And so I'm thinking, <laughs> why would I accept you? First of all, I don't know you. Second of all, look at your picture. I mean, if, if someone Googled me, and I've got this crazy guy wearing a crazy hat and, you know, coconut bra. I don't know. I just don't want that. Yes, on <laughs> but doesn't everybody have that friend? Doesn't everybody have There's sh- always my shirtless friend. guy <laughs> as their friend? My friend Brian from college yeah. right. would always say, I don't want to be that guy. Right. So we actually went to a wedding once, and he goes, you know what? I feel like being that guy. So he jumped up and behind every photo. Oh, my He's gosh. like, I want to see how many photos I can get. And he would go to people's Facebook page to see if he made it in. He's like, yes, I am that guy. But... That's kind you of funny, though. That, that is kind of a cool thing. It's sort of like wedding crashers. Yes, like he's a, cool a fun guy in that regard, but there's some people who don't know how to end the right. fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shirtless guy from Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> shirtless guy that stays shirtless in right. the dead of winter. Every, right. every picture in is shirtless. Winter, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Chris. <laughs> so bottom line is I need to go into Facebook and make sure my stuff hasn't changed. Right. Check your privacy settings because they did modify some privacy settings. And they, they actually opened up stuff that was previously closed or, or had probably not been best um, defined. So if there was a, a, at a point where you hadn't set the definition for that and it was just set at a default setting, mm-hmm. they changed some of the default settings. So previously the default setting might have been only share this with my network. Mm-hmm. Well, they changed the default setting to share with anyone. Uh, you gotcha. know, so that's, that's, one of the, that's really what basically happened is they just sort of modified some of the default settings for privacy. That's good to know, though, because yeah. I sure didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, Rada, you had a great question for Jeff during the break, and we said, wait, 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 Jeff, don't answer. God, wait until so listeners. Many. <laughs> the um, one about what will be your top three. Oh, yeah. Oh. So one of the things that we, we take a lot of time on our website, as do most small business owners, um, but the question is, what do you think would be the top three things we could do today to improve our rank organically on Google. Well, and just to jump on that, Kay had also asked, Jeff, can we enhance SEO on our sites <laughs> ourselves, or do we need geeks like you? And I'm sure she <laughs> says that with love. And if we can do it ourselves, how do we do it? So maybe you could kind of tie that in. So Right, that's what I was going to say. This all, this, um, the, the, the number one thing that I think I would drive home is relevancy, is the word relevancy. And relevancy is established through mainly through copy. So I would say um, the number one thing that you can do for your website is to make sure that the copy on your website is really relevant to what you're trying to do or sell or what service you offer and really take into account all of the universe of the words that people would use to try to find your site. You know, you, you, there may be things, and, and a great exercise to do is to ask your friends how would you describe my business? If you were searching for my Great business, what would, you, what would you put into Google to search for my business? And, you know, 50% of the time they'll tell you what you already thought of, but the other half, you know, they'll, they'll come up with words that you would have like, I would have never thought of using that word to describe my business. And, you know, take into account those words, and that's what people are putting into your site to... Um, to search for your business and make those pages relevant. And I think... Is there a way to know? Like, I could ask Eileen to do that for me, but is there a way to know what the most popular yes. words are? That was going to be my question. Where do we I go to find know. that? In your Google Analytics, um, a lot of times, if you if you have... <laughs> it's places I don't ever go. Right. <laughs> it's like, you're killing me here. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. <laughs> okay, I use Google Analytics, so go ahead. <laughs> 
So if I, I mean, lean under the bus, too bad, so sad. You were hoping the answer. You were hoping the answer was going to be, you go to Conway. <laughs> No, I want the answer to be, let me no. do it for you. No, she, she wants to know the website. What website? Okay, when you say Google Analytics, like right. what website do we go to, to? If you go to google.com slash analytics and you've installed analytics code on your website, a lot of uh, um, the, the Google Analytics requires you to install a little bit of code on your site that ties back to Google Analytics and will start measuring the traffic on your site, including what people are searching for to find your site. It'll show you things like how many people came from Bing, mm -hmm. how many people came from Yahoo, what was the search phrase they were putting in. Okay. And Google also has something called AdWords, which allows you to buy those SEM pay-per-click right. ads that we were talking about. Right. And the AdWords has a bunch of tools, and one of the tools is a keyword tool where you can do things like put your website and URL into a, a tool and it will analyze your website and come back to you and tell you what keywords it's found. And, okay. and then it will recommend some keywords for you. So relevancy and then the second one? Uh, the second one I think would be um, title tags, you know, making sure that the titles of the pages um, uh, that's probably a geeky code thing to answer Kay's question. Um, some sites like if you're running a WordPress site for instance uh, as you're posting new pages or as you're, as you're uploading pages, you'll have control on the back end over what your titles are going to be for okay. the page. And you want to try to make your titles really relevant to okay. what you're doing. So. You know, I'll, I'll give you a great example. About me, you know, that's not very helpful to a search engine. You know, because you want to Google that, you right? Wouldn't I'm not going to Google, right? And and it's not going to write Eileen's bio, right? Right. right? The, the, you know, the, uh, that's a great. And in this month's Inc. magazine, they have an insert that is all on SEO optimization. You know, you and go. what they said in there was, go in how your website is and look at your modules, or even how you title them. Right. Are they in your search engine words? I right. That's a good idea. Right. So looking at how you have your copy, right? Do you even use those words and those headers, so to speak? Right. Imagine instead of about me or about us, you change the title to information about the Meeting Institute. Because then that's what people would probably search for. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Martini accident. <laughs> and the one who's not even drinking right, exactly. is the one who's spilled it's all that the caffeine. Drink. It's, it's the caffeine. caffeine. <laughs> Gina has said we need an intern to be the bar to uh, yeah. pop things uh -huh. up, so that's just proved true. Right. And the last thing, um, copy titles, and what was the third a thing? A blog. The blog. I think a blog is probably... Um, one of the most helpful things because search engines are looking for content that changes on a frequent basis. They're looking for content that mm. changes frequently. There's no better and a blog source. Will do that. There's no better source of frequently changing content than a blog. That's perfect. Awesome. Right. No wonder people do blogs. Right. Okay. Oh, I'm starting. It's on my list. Well, I just want to express my opinion. And, and, <laughs> and think about. <laughs> it's all about you. But but think about uh, the other thing too is if you're trying to generate keywords about your business, there's no better way to do that than to constantly write about your industry or your business. Over the right. course of time, you will generate enough keyword density and enough keyword heavy content 
that you'll have, you know, you'll percolate up in the Google Google search results. You, you do realize, Jeff, I still have about uh, 10,000 more questions. Kay has other questions. Keyword tools. What's the cheapest way we can buy SEM and utilize keyword tools? We didn't How even get to Bing. So would you be willing to come back again? I absolutely do would. Do I need to write a note to LHWH to and say, would you please note. excuse Jeff from work? You need to write a note. <laughs> no, I don't think you need to write a note. I think I, okay. I, I should be okay to come by. Well, I cannot... Thank you enough. I mean, this has been such an informative hour. We probably could have stayed here for a while if you didn't mm -hmm. spill everything. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, make a mess of the place. To answer Kay's question really quick, though, uh, really quick. Google's keyword tools are free. If you go to google.com slash AdWords and you go to google.com slash analytics, there's an, an, an enormous amount of help files there and, and awesome. hand-holding and, you know, learning tools available for you to learn. Awesome. So much. Well, thank you so I much. Know, thank you. Jeff and Rada, thank you so much for being my co-host today while Gina is fun. away. Next week, we're going to be learning more about the world of PR. So for our listeners to come back and, and dig a little deeper into how you can better market and get your word out about your business, that's what we are going to be talking about. And Gina will be bringing the martini. So uh, <laughs> right. we look forward to having everyone again. And again, thank you for listening to our show. Was it fun? It was fantastic. Thank you for having me. Aw, we loved it. Well, guys, right. thank you so much. We'll see you guys next All week. Right.